Associate Professor Leanne Lulu Zalapa is the CEO and founder of the Prince of Wales Hospital Foundation, the fundraising foundation responsible for providing over $25 million in funds for infrastructure, research, equipment and professional development and patient care to the Prince of Wales Hospital. A former cardiac nurse, Lulu started the foundation in 2004 and has recently announced that she will retire this year. Uh, Lulu joins me now. Lulu, thank you very much for joining us. Hi, thank you. So you've spent the last 15 years raising money for the Prince of Wales. Um, Why have you chosen now to retire? Uh, Well, don't tell anyone, but I'll be 68 very shortly. (laughs) So uh, I I thought it was time. And also after 15 years of being the CEO of a foundation and, um, been quite successful at what we've done, it was time to hand over to somebody who will take it to the next level. Mm -hmm. I have to say, um, you've had an interesting career trajectory. Uh, You started out working your working life in a punch card operator's room, which I'm not entirely sure what that is. And now (laughs) you've ended as well, you've ended this phase as a CEO. Um, But I read in an interview, you said it was the smell of hospitals that drew you into nursing, which was kind of what set you off on this path. Yes, I went to visit a friend at Sutherland Hospital when I was 14. And, um, oh, my God, the smell just got me. I loved it. And then I I was a patient, having my tonsils out at about 16, I think. And that was it. That was done. I was going to be a nurse. Well, no, actually, I wasn't going to be a nurse. I went to do punch cut up where I finished school in only year 10. And within two days, my mother had me at the Daily Telegraph applying for this position as a punch cut operator, which I then got out of 40 young applicants. Um, but then after a year, I knew no nursing was where I had to go. It's quite interesting because, you know, I, I've spoken to many nurses and people who work in hospitals because the hospitals don't smell like they used to. They, they smell kind of very um, clean and just kind of maybe normal now. But, you know, the old smell of hospitals, a lot of people were put off by that. So it's very interesting that that drew you in. Yes, yeah. I mean, there was a very. Uh, we used to use carbolic acid to to clean the place, um, but I love the smell. Yes, I know. Um. I'm a bit, a bit crazy, really. <laughs> so it was obviously meant to be, and you ended up then a short time after the punch card job, starting out nursing, and you learnt the old way on the job. Um, tell us a bit about your nursing career, how you started out. Um, well, it was. Uh, you started with a, a group, uh, our PTS group. I think there was nineteen of us. Some some dropped out, but we we bonded as a group and went through the three year program. And we still meet every three years for a reunion, and we go back as if we were those young girls back in that day and mm. tell stories. Uh, but it was, yeah, I mean, it was it was also scary. But you just accepted that this was the way you had to learn. You had to learn. On, on the floor, on the day, and every day you get a new set of patients to look after and every day you have to learn how to, to handle them. But the the responsibilities when you first went onto the floor were minimal. Um, well, not minimal, but they were the, the, the bottom end of all the tasks. And then as you you did, as you continued through the, the progress and the, and the different um blocks of education then you're allowed to do more Mm -hmm. and I mean nursing seems to me it's always it's a learning job a job where you just never stop learning and and you eventually then took a master's and and kind of specialized as a cardiac nurse for many years well yes what I did is I finished my nursing and went to London and then I worked there for 18 months then I 
came back and I decided that I wanted to have a higher degree. So uh, a girlfriend and I then went to TAFE and we went on to do our high school certificate. There was a bridging course. And then then I, I attempted sociology and I didn't that didn't help me. So then years later, um, this friend Sally, she and I went on to do a... Um, sorry, we went on fairly quickly to do the bridging course in nursing. And then I did a master's in health education and um, a, a grad dip in public health. And so this, you know, you're, you're kind of back in then the academic world and you eventually sometime later then went back and were asked to become an associate professor at UTS. Was, was that a natural fit? No, no, I was, I was, I was one of their alumni. Um, I was up for an award and then after that they asked me would I like to be an honor, have this honorary position. And so that was uh, to to talk about my trajectory. To, I have a saying that um, nurses are capable of anything, mm-hmm. capable. You know, we, we get to be there with patients in a very privileged position, patients and family in good times and in bad times. And uh, it, I talked, I used to talk about that mm-hmm. and, and how my trajectory has been extraordinary. I just think I've had such a great, great fun and it's not just been bedside nursing yeah well I mean it's interesting you say that nurses could do anything because I wanted to you know talk about your your nursing career because to really show how interesting it is the way you've you veered off into fundraising how did the idea of fundraising come about what were the circumstances that led you to that point well I'll go back a little bit um my late husband was a diplomat so we we he was an honorary consul here in Sydney and then we he we were posted to Madrid with the Australian Embassy and I did some work there with the Queen of Spain's charities um, in, in your position as a spouse in an embassy and um, I quite enjoyed it. So, But the other thing I did while I was there, there was I worked with the ambassador at the time and there was no availability for, there was no agreement between Spain and Australia for spouses of diplomats to work. So he and I worked very hard, and uh, we changed that. So that was I thought that was a good thing to do. Mm-hmm. Um, so so and I did some then I did some work. I I the American school I was their sub nurse, and I also helped change their uh, health policies. Then I came back um, to Australia and reskilled here as a cardiac nurse at Prince of Wales, and said, Why don't you have a foundation? Everyone else is has a foundation and then the general manager said Lulu start one so oh okay I mean that's very kind of matter of fact but it seems that seems huge to me and uh, I mean was it daunting how do you go about learning how to become a a fundraiser and start a foundation and essentially become a CEO well it it certainly was daunting but I had some very good um, I had a very good steering committee Uh, I had lawyers and I'd put this committee together. And so there was a lot of support on the way. I had no idea all the legal things I had to do mm-hmm. and getting the constitution. But, you know, little by little, you, you get it. And then one day we, we were incorporated and I was the acting CEO and then I got the position as the CEO. Mm-hmm. Um, but it was very funny being, and, and I said this in my farewell, um, I was, as a nurse, you have humility. You know, you're with, you're with patients and, and you... 
you are you provide a service. So I couldn't call myself a CEO in the very beginning. Yeah. I used to say, you know, I I I, I run the the foundation. Mind you, when I started, there was only me, so I was run, wasn't running much. Um, and then it grew, and now when I left, it was fourteen staff. Mm. So you basically have to go and ask people for money all day, I would imagine, most days, every day. Um, do you think you're, as a nurse, you have to talk to everyone, be able to talk to everyone about very sensitive topics? Do you think that kind of set you up for being able to broach this sensitive topic, i.e. money? Yeah, I, I think nurses, there's two things here. One is working in diplomacy. You, you learn to speak at different levels. And then in nursing, you also have to learn to be able to talk to no matter who it is sitting in that bed. You know, that, that, that is your patient and you have to get to, to learn to understand them and learn, learn about them within one shift, often the next shift. You, you don't have the same patient. Um, patient. So I, I think you have an ability to be able to interact easily with people. And then the when the opportunity came up, having been in diplomacy, I wasn't frightened about asking for money. I wasn't frightened about asking people to be on the board um, who had standing in the community. Um, you know, I look back and I think, gee, you're a bit gutsy, Luna, but um, I didn't, I didn't see there was an issue. Either I would imagine. You were looking back now over your career, you're taking stock of your nursing work and your work in the health sphere in general. Is there any things you look back at that stick out uh, as really fond memories? Gee, I think... It, it's a big um, question. <laughs> yeah, it is a big question. <laughs> I actually asked someone this the other day who'd retired, what was your... What was what did you find was the best part of your nursing? And she was a professor and... and um, she said there are so many different things that, and different opportunities and different places that you find yourself. Um, I think really being with patients and family has been, in my nursing career, was, was, was important. And then the fun after hours you had, had as a nurse with your mates. Mm. And then um, within, within the foundation is actually watching people who were prepared. I didn't always have to ask. People would just give, and that was astounding to me that um, people are so generous and do want to to look after others. So uh, we we spoke before. You've been retired now for two days. Um, it's a really exciting time. Uh, what's next for you? Well, actually, I've got a, f- a friend in Thailand phoned me yesterday and said he wants to set up some sort of uh, foundation for. Uh, expats with dementia um, in Thailand. So that was day two yesterday. (laughs) So you're not resting on your laurels. (laughs) Um, And I said, well, follow up, do do a little bit of this and then get back to me. Um, So, and I did say to him, um, you know, mate, it's only two days. Well, yesterday (laughs) was my first day. Um, But, you know, I, I, I hope there's opportunities that fall into my lap. That, uh, but I will also search. Um, I'd like I've registered a business so that I can do some consultancy, which I'm looking forward to, and whatever I do at UTS. And I, I for me personally, I want to be um, a what is a, a, an international nomad for a while. 
Well, you've earned with, it. With, champ- with champagne taste and beer money. <laughs> Yeah, well, you've definitely earned all that. Um, Congratulations on your your fundraising and uh, a career you can look back on fondly. Thank you. Thank you. It's, It's not over yet.